This episode of Little Bit Leave It is sponsored by the Lunch Council. Lunch. It's what's for lunch. Previously on Little Bit Leave It. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Little Bit Leave It. The podcast where we talk Love Island, UK in the USA. I'm Ben, and with me, as usual, is my podcasting partner and partner in marriage, Rebecca. Hello, everybody. It is a beautiful day in the USA, and we are excited to take on episode five. Yes, episode five. This one was... uh, Well, it was something. We got a couple new guys. Uh, We got some dates. We got some good dates. We got some interesting, fun-to-watch good dates. That was such a difference between the last set of dates. That is right. We have a whole lot going on in this episode. We meet Finn. We meet Kana with a G, the first new boys to come to the villa. But before we meet them, we have the Islanders waking up. They look a little groggy this morning. They look awful. So when I was doing my deep dive on Ollie last for last episode, he mentioned that there was a norovirus outbreak in the house. And so everybody's yakking and crapping. Yeah, this is, I think, hilarious, by the way. The fact that they get to Love Island, they are there to crack on, right? They're there to, get, to get sexy, to do bits, right? And uh, yeah, norovirus, not so sexy. And they were having problems with the power in South Africa and the bathrooms were down. Yeah, that is an amazing combination. People are shitting and puking everywhere and they have to do it in porta potties. Yeah, yakking and crapping. So that was just sort of a funny twist. They are not hungover and they all look miserable. Yeah, they look so terrible. It's pretty funny. You're a terrible person. Some of them look worse than others. So some of them must have had it worse than others, right? Uh, poor Shauna looks terrible. Shawnice looks terrible. Those are the two that really stood out as like sweaty and pale. And- yeah, Shawnice's makeup, she looks almost like a different person. Okay, she's time wearing. out. You're, you're getting way ahead of us here, sir. Leave that for my fashion report. Okay, okay. I got a whole lot of things in my fashion report. This was not a good day for fashion. But anyway, we are getting way ahead of ourselves. Before the dates happen, um, I just want to talk about Sophie and Connor real quick because they're really a common thread that was running through my view of the episode. Connor is telling some of the other housemates that she was they had the big bust up the night before about her being excited for the new boys. She was cuddling him in the middle of the night and then she woke up and told him, oh, we're not friends. There's a lot. I've always said that Sophie is really immature. I do think she treats Connor like a, you know, like a middle school boyfriend, you know, or a young high school boyfriend. I'm in, I'm out, I'm in, I'm out. I'm being mean to you, but I actually like you, you know. So that's a weird way for them to start the day. Sophie and Connor's story is probably the primary plot thread of the episode. I would agree. But we see that next step very quickly as Sophie goes on a date with Connor with a G, the other Connor, nonstop parade of Connors. And then Shanice goes on a first date with Finn. What'd you think of those dates? When they first walked in, I thought Finn looked cute, but doofy. 
And Kana with a G looks generically like boringly handsome, which is perfect for a model. Like you can see, you know, when you look at him, he's a good looking guy, but I can see him blending right in behind a watch or underwear. Yeah, I find him extremely boring. I uh, definitely see that he is quite good looking, but he is extremely boring, as was the date, in my opinion. They really? got on well. Yeah, they got on well, but the Finn and Shanice, that's where the action was. No, wait. Hang on a minute. I want to talk about Sophie and Kana with a G for a second. Okay. Now, you know, Kana does come off like a stick in the mud. He is really boring. But, you know, as immature and selfish as Sophie is, she's also really charming and, you know, cute. You know, the date was starting off really boring. And then when she asked him to pose for her, it dropped his guard. And he, you know, he kind of came out of his shell a little bit. He was laughing. You know, he felt a little shy. And I thought that Sophie did a really good job kind of drawing him out. And I think that'll make him feel more comfortable going into the house with everybody. The fact that the first person he meets was super chill and nice to him. And they had a nice time. And I thought Sophie did a good job. Yeah, I can see that. I still preferred the Finn and Shanice scenes uh, from this segment. I I think Shanice is just hilarious unintentionally. Oh, the red wine on the sick stomach though. Like I can't not even imagine having to drink that early in the morning after having the yak. I know it's very funny when, when uh, she asks, Oh, what's to drink? And Finn's oh, it's a bit of of red wine. And you kind of see her face drop. He asks, Oh, do you like red wine? She says, Oh, I'm more of a Malibu type of girl. I thought that was hilarious. That wasn't surprising. You know, the other thing I, I thought was funny, she basically says that she needs someone who agrees with her on everything and or somebody that she can dominate in, into agreeing with her on everything as her ideal partner, which tracks so far with what we've seen from Shawnee. She also has a, another great Love Island classic line here when she says, I absolutely love to laugh because that is certainly a distinguishing character feature for somebody is, is enjoying laughter. Well, we have met a person who hated laughing. So. Oh man, that is so funny. That's right. We we that is another story for another episode of the time we went out with a friend of a friend for his birthday and he just said, "I don't like having fun. I don't like laughter." So, we had a a pretty um boring night, I think. He literally said that, guys. Yeah, that was actually really funny. So, maybe it is a distinguishing character uh, feature in the UK. I bet the UK is full of a lot of people who don't enjoy laughing, don't enjoy fun. So, maybe maybe over there it makes more sense. Let's not slander our friends over the pond, right? We kind of need them. So, yeah, I guess I guess we do. So, back at the house, Callum finds himself uh, coaching uh, Connor, who is very, very worried. Connor's pranging, which is a word I love from this show. Pranging is freaking out. I don't think we really need to get into a whole... Uh, yeah, there wasn't a whole lot of slang tangent. in the in this episode. Pranging is probably the highlight. So I really liked... So not only was Callum giving Connor advice, but also I think prior, just prior to that, um, Shauna and Leanne are telling Connor to chill the hell out. That, you know, he's going to push her away by pranging over every single little thing and then this is when he gets dubbed og connor shauna tells him you know why go for the fake when you can have the real thing that's paraphrasing you're the og connor yeah that was really cool i think shauna really put him at ease and i really like that but then they pick the next dates yep the next dates we see Paige and shauna get the call and now callum is the one who's a little stressed out 
Right. So Paige is going to go out with Finn. Sean is going to go out with Connor with a G. Yeah. And Cal, now Callum starts pranging. This is an episode of pranging, I will say. Lots of prangs to be had. So we get Paige and Finn, Shauna and Connor with a G. Right. So I really liked um, the getting ready part when Paige goes into the beach hut. Paige and Finley going on a date. K-I-S-S-I-N-G. I just love Paige. She's just a, such a little ray of, for somebody like so difficult, she's such a little ray of sunshine and she's so excited. And then she's telling um, the other girls, I don't want to go hoe straight away, but I can be a hoe. Classy, but trashy. And, uh, you know, like I said, she's just having so much fun with it. I'm excited for her to see how this goes. So the girls get ready to leave. Everybody is, you know, wolf whistling them and telling them how great they look. I liked Paige's outfit. Didn't care for Shauna's outfit. But they both look nice. And everybody hugs them and sends them off. And I really loved when Callum says to Shauna, have a good date. And then he whispers, but don't. And I don't think she was meant to hear that part, but of course she heard it because she's so tuned into him. You know, when you like somebody and you're not with them, like every cell in your body is just attuned to them. Any move they make, any words they say, you're kind of looking for those love kernels. And uh, Shawnee got a windfall. I, I think that he she was definitely meant to hear that. I maybe. think that Callum has now realized, oh, maybe I actually do like her a little bit. He clearly has nothing going on with Eve. Meanwhile, Sean is, before they leave, Sean is in the beach hut singing, Karma's a bitch, because she's watched Callum, obviously, you know, be into two women. And then after the girls leave, Callum is talking to the guys, and he's really excited to start grafting with her. You know, he realizes that he likes her, and he's telling the guys, I'm going to make her tea, I'm going to make her breakfast. Um, and I just thought, you know, the guys were so supportive and I just thought it was really nice. It was a great example of, you know, there's a lot of wholesome masculinity in this show. A lot of guys bonding, you know, in healthy ways, guys bonding in healthy ways with the girls and encouraging each other. And, you know, some of the guys in general come on with a healthy sense of self and how they fit in the world. And then some guys grow into it. But Seeing people grow as humans is one of my favorite things about this show. And it was just nice to see this moment getting excited to be nice to a girl. Yeah, that that's cool. I, I agree with you about the masculinity that we see in the show. Seems very foreign to me as an American, this kind of healthy male bonding. Maybe it's just I have never formed very many genuine friendships. That could be another possibility i suppose but let's not get too dark too quickly no let's, let's go back to those dates yeah so Paige and finn shauna and kind with a g what'd you think i thought the kind with a g and shauna was an unexpected pairing she didn't seem like what i thought would be his type but you know i think it went better than i actually expected yeah they both turn out to be raging right wingers well okay so I see that, but I'm going to play devil's advocate, which they like to do, and just say they didn't say why they like watching Piers Morgan argue. It could be, you know, from the other side, like he's a buffoon and we like watching him be a buffoon. It's possible, I suppose, but I want to say by 2019, Piers Morgan was out there. Yeah, I mean I mean for a long time I think yeah. he was pretty reprehensible, but by 2019, I mean he's a huge huge Trump supporter and I I uh, was a little disappointed to find out that Shauna 
was uh, apparently a very hardcore Tory, I'm, I'm assuming, as a result of this, which I guess isn't really too surprising, but very disappointing. Yeah, yeah, but I did love when she said, and yeah, that is hard because I otherwise love her, and she said, I would rather someone call me funny over pretty all day long, and if that doesn't ring true with me, I don't know what else does. So, well, that d- date was a little bit disappointing from that perspective the page and finn date on the other hand i really could not get enough of that it started off a little awkward but as soon as he mentioned you know his loyalty to his past girlfriend you know the girlfriend he dated for four years starting when he was 12 because isn't he you know yeah he's only 16 i think yeah no so obviously he started dating her you know when he was 15 and i don't know like i know people who've been together since high school and they're happy and blah 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 i know what happens but yeah, I'll never get tired on this show of people talking about the long-term relationships they had in middle school. And high school, you know, or whatever, wherever the British equivalents for them lie. I'm, we may have to get into the British school system because we keep talking about it a lot. So yeah, so it starts off a little awkward, but soon, you know, they cut back to them and Paige is touching him and they're laughing. Oh, they got great bants. They got great, great bants. Uh, and then there's a, a moment where they hit a skid because... As Finn had told Shaunice, who reacted coolly, Finn is only 20. Shaunice is 25. And I thought she handled that much better than Paige. At the ripe old age of 22. Paige is horrified. No, Paige, that was a joke. I thought that was a joke, the 22 versus 23. I know not totally, but the Shaunice thing, she clearly... It was a much bigger deal to Shaunice than it was to Paige, in and my opinion. it should have been. It yeah. should have been. That's a big difference as opposed to 20 and 22. So I thought it was a little weird, and I thought he looked a little... Like, he was laughing, but I think he was a little taken aback. I think he was a little surprised by that, especially because he does carry himself as an adult. He's very mature-seeming. Yeah, I took that whole thing as a joke, so I interpreted that very differently. I thought it was a great date. I thought they got on well, and... They were really genuine and honest with each other from the beginning. So, yeah, very, very promising start. Oh, well, she tells him, I have a big double bed all to myself. And he says to her, not for long. Okay. I started feeling the flames there. That's when it, for me, it went from like sweet to romantic. Yep. And then speaking of romantic, let's get back to the villa because Sophie has returned and... She has a little chat one-on-one with OG Connor. That was very sweet, right? Yeah, I like that she likes him, but that hug at the end of that conversation is the most awkward thing I have ever seen between two people who have just gigglingly confessed that they like each other. That is a breakup hug. So it's going to be interesting to see how this relationship goes. I felt like repulsed by that hug. I felt the opposite of heat with that hug. Am I wrong here? I think we just pay attention to different moments in these episodes sometimes. Okay. So then we see everybody return from the dates. There's some conversations going on. Interestingly, I think Callum says to Connor with a G, hey, I'm, I'm into uh, Shauna now. And uh, later on, we see Connor with a G kind of back off a bit. So I, I thought that was uh, important to note. Uh, then we see everybody getting ready for the fifth night in the villa. All right. So I love, uh, by the way, this is a great little uh, uh, artifice of the show 
when everybody kind of comes out to the uh, party at the same time, how they obviously pen everybody in the living room before letting them outside. And then you see that over and over again. It's kind of a Love Island trope throughout every season, right? And everybody kind of waiting around for the party to start. And then they let the the cameras roll and you see everybody coming out at the same time uh, to create that sense of excitement, which is totally artificial. Uh I'm not sure what part of the night this happened, but I liked Shawnice and Kana with a G. They had a nice little chat. Uh, they thought there were some good vibes there. You know, he's from uh, Cardiff and she's from Bristol and they're not too far from each other. In fact, she was just in Cardiff the other day because they have a Disney store and she loves the Disney store and she'll just go to Cardiff whenever she feels like going to the Disney store. And I just wanted to, I don't know, but she's, that was annoying. She's just annoying. Yeah, I was, that was a WTF moment for me. First of all, it is 2019. There is the internet. And you're 25. And this, this is 2020, babe. Yeah. No, this was... Uh, oh, yeah, this was done in, uh, in January. January 2020. Because they came out right into pandemic town. That's right. I keep... Yeah, I keep forgetting. Shawnice, the Disney thing is a little bit weird. Who's going to go to Cardiff just to go to the Disney store? Well, I guess I guess we know now. That's Shonis. I thought that was strange as well. We also have a great game here. Yeah. And we see a freaking major snog. Oh, my God. Paige and Finn. Baby, I had to go take a cold shower. Well, no, that's gross. Fa- Paige <laughs> and Finn. Baby, that was so cute. I loved it. In contrast to... Nas sucking Shanice's finger, which the first rewatch, I was able to see that again. But the second rewatch, so the third time I watched the episode, I just averted my eyes. I could not watch that awkwardness one more time. I can't figure out whether it's because Nas is shy and just doesn't want to do that to any other girl or whether he's still maybe like Shanice a little bit. I- I'm not really sure. He has an alliance with Jess. That's right. Yeah, he has the alliance with Jess. So it seems to be forgotten about. So at the very least, you know, go suck Jess's finger. Poor Jess hasn't gotten like any attention or any play since Mike, you know, liked her for 12 hours. So yeah. And speaking of of Mike, I did want to just very quickly uh, note that on the sociopath watch, he did say something earlier in the day, which was, oh, if you're a normal human being, that type of emotional stress would be normal in this situation. Again, just he is communicating his remove from normal human beings there. So, yeah, Mike, sociopath, just one more piece of evidence. Moving forward, we see... There's another big reveal. Yeah. Finn has a foot fetish. That's a really, really big, big reveal. He's very proud of it. He's not shy. And so I think it's a weird reveal, but it's very handy for our show, though, because we are going to do a deep dive on... Fetishes, yeah. In the UK. So thank you, Finn, for giving us some material to work with. Uh, Can we talk about the post-game? Yeah, I think that, um, you know, the post-game, it's really all about the Sophie Connor talk. Yeah, that drama, in my opinion. Why are they still fighting? No wonder that that afternoon hug was so awkward. They're obviously still mad at each other from the night before. Uh, and Connor didn't even bring up that Sophie snogged Connor with a G during the game, which I also thought was a little surprising. Uh, although I would like to see a Connor with a G Sophie Shawnee's threesome. Why not? 
that would be weird and awkward and uptight. Uh, so yeah, I'm surprised that Con- OG Connor didn't bring up that snog, but he seemed very chill about the whole thing. No, she brings it up, actually. Sophie brings it up. I think that what you see is every time it looks like he's starting to get comfortable, she tries to make him squirm a little bit. She even admits that she doesn't want things going too quickly and for feelings to get too intense too soon. And so I think you do see her pushing back um, over and over again. It has been five days and Connor is ready to like marry this girl and put babies in her. So in that sense, I do think that she's right. And so, you know, I don't love the way she's handling it because she is 21 and immature for her age, but I don't know if I would want somebody that up my butt five days into this grand adventure. So I don't like the way she's handling it, but I don't think she's wrong. Well, you know, honey, they do call it Love Island, not Friend Island. So sometimes feelings do get intense kind of quickly. That's that's just being on the island, right? I, I don't know. I, I understand why Sophie's a little creeped out. Well, we will see because next episode we're going to get a recoupling and the guys are going to choose one girl is going to go away. A lot of times the new arrivals do get to pick first. So Connor with a G picks first. Maybe he picks Sophie. We'll see. We'll see. I'd like to see him pick Shawnee. I thought that those few minutes were good enough. I do think that Shawnee deserves a fair crack. So we'll see. We will see for sure. So this episode of Little Bit Leave It is sponsored by the Lunch Council. Soups, salads, and who can forget about sandwiches? I don't know about you, but lunch foods are some of my favorite foods. In fact, they are so popular, it's not uncommon for people to eat them at other meals. And did you know that lunch is eaten in virtually every country in the world? From the classic burger and fries to more contemporary fare such as the burrito. Lunch. It's what's for lunch. Okay, now let's get into this very, very fun deep dive topic. We're going to... naughty. Yes, very naughty. We're going to talk about some fetishes that are very popular in the UK. So, Beck, tell us, what did you learn in your very exciting research? Well, first I learned that if you Google British kinks, you're going to get a lot about the Village Green Preservation Society. So I had to re-Google British fetishes. That's really funny. Yeah, it was. So there was an article from January 2020 about the top UK fetishes. Friday, January 17th was National Fetish Day in the UK, and the article actually brought up Finn and his foot fetish. So everything tied together really nicely. Uh, According to Killing Kittens, a company that organizes sex parties for pleasure-seeking people in the UK has revealed the top 10 fetishes in the UK through a new survey. So first of all, Killing Kittens, that's disgusting. That does not make me want to go have a do-bits party. Wait, Killing Kittens is one of the fetishes? No, it's the company that organizes sex parties in the UK. All right. Well, that's less disturbing than having Killing Kittens be one of the fetishes that we were going to discuss. So, Okay. So of those surveyed, the favorite kinks were from most to least popular. BDSM, uh, 16% of respondents said that they are into it. Feet, 
5%. Okay. Oh, 16 to 5. That's a pretty big jump. Yeah. BDSM by far was the number one of the king. So BDSM, feet, 5%. Exhibitionism, 4%. Restraints, 4%. So, okay, this is a little strange. So BDSM and restraints are different. That's that's interesting. Okay. Well, you know, it depends, I guess, on what you're focused on when you're BDSMing. That's true. And BDSM, I guess, does include spanking, which is, I think, very popular, right? Yes. <laughs> I think in England, too, right? Spanking Probably. is a big deal in England. Probably. Oh, yes, it is. Yeah. Yes, it is. I did so much work that I forgot what I did. <laughs> uh, okay, so group sex, 4%. Latex, 4%. Shibari rope, 3.5%. And that's, you know, well, you can Google it. But that's tying ropes in sexy ways and binding people. Don't they do shibari rope challenges or activities in one of the episodes? Oh, I don't know if it's this season. I'm trying to remember if that's this show or another show. I'm wondering, was that too hot to handle that did oh, that? Oh, yeah. Just kidding. Yeah. We watched too much of this shit. <laughs> Please end the pandemic. I need to have my brains back. Okay. Shibari rope, 3.5%. Voyeurism, 3.5%. Leather, 3%, and threesome, 2.5%. And I do like that group sex is more popular than threesomes, making me wonder how many P's and V's you've got going on here. Yeah, I think I understand latex is its own thing, and leather it's its own thing. But leather, BDSM also, there's a lot of, I guess, a lot of relationships between these different fetishes, right? Yeah, but it depends on the part that makes you happy. You don't yeah. have to wear leather. Right. When you're spanking each other, you know, you can use a paddle. Yeah, you don't have to wear anything, really. No, that's the beautiful thing about it. Yeah. Do as you please. So less popular fetishes, but also mentioned were hairbrushes. That's a spanking thing, right? Or is that a hairbrushing thing? <laughs> I don't know. You can look that up and let me know. Or don't. Uh, dollification. Hunter wellies. That is the most British thing I have ever heard. Hold on, hold on. Those are those, there's a fetish around those, those galoshes. Yes. You mean the ones that were really popular here, I don't know, 10 years ago? Yes. Huh. Okay. Ugg boots. No. Dude, I, I literally copy pasted this list from the article. No, there's, now I need to do some research. Yeah. Being paid. Being paid, like, as in prostitution? I mean, I guess it could be just like a fantasy scenario. Or is it like a paycheck? Like, you get, you know, like, you, you get a paycheck from your boss or direct deposit. Ooh, Ooh, that's really hot. You don't even have to leave the house. Mm. No, I guess, like, if a couple within a consenting relationship wanted to play getting paid, Yeah, it. yeah, of course. Flowers, which I'm thinking is not just the act of one person presenting their mate. With a pretty bouquet. I'm guessing there's something else going on there. Yeah, okay. More research needed to understand the flower fetish as well. Dimples. You know, I'm going to say, if you're trying to fuck a dimple... <laughs> you're going to have a bad time. <laughs> what is that? I did not look these up any further because I don't want our four-year-old to stumble on, our, on my computer while doing a Zoom class. So... You were not doing this work in an incognito window? No. Well, have fun with uh, your new Google uh, recommendations. That'll be 
That'll be no, because I didn't search each of them. I guess if I was to search each of them in incognito mode, I would know. I would know more than I need to know, and I don't want to know more than I need to know. I need. I still need my brain for things. Okay. Anyway, dimples being pressed naked against the glass of a tall building. That is oddly specific. Yeah. What was that? What's that hotel in? Um, oh, the Standard Hotel. The Standard Hotel in Manhattan is famous for people getting busy up against the glass, and everybody walking by can see it. So that's a thing. Yeah. So that must be the global headquarters for that fetish. <laughs> Do they meet on Tuesdays also? Is the fetish being inside the building or outside the building? Because at first I was picturing outside the building. And that to me is much funnier. Of Like someone just like, you know, walking through midtown Manhattan and just going up to a skyscraper, taking their clothes off and just like pushing themselves against the external wall while they're standing on the sidewalk. I'm just picturing like a Bank of America and people in the ATM vestibule on the inside and on the outside. Two people just going at it. I don't know. It's been a long time since I've been out in society. Uh, Anyway, the last two are smelly feet. Ooh, yeah. And blood. Huh. Okay. Wow. Yeah, so I think one of the things I always associate with Brits and sex is spanking, right? And that was mentioned as BDSM. So I decided to do a little bit of further research on spanking as a sex thing. And I found an article, Do British Men Deserve Their Reputation for Enjoying Being Spanked? And this article, I will put the link in the, uh, in the somewhere. I will leave the link and you can read it yourself. That... There are cultural reasons, like real cultural reasons for why it's kind of a thing. Um, They allude to fancy boarding schools and how the upper crust, you know, boys used to go there and they would get spanking. So now as an adult, spanking is a form of nostalgia or comfort. When uh, Britain passed obscenity laws, um, it was really hard to get your hands on any materials about sex and the Greek and Latin texts that, you know, you got in your fancy schools were some of the only exposures that you could get. And I thought that was really interesting. Um, and they're up to all kinds of things, those Greeks and Latins. And then Wait, all- wait, wait. I think you meant Greeks and Romans? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Sorry about that. Yeah, they're up to all kinds of things, those Greeks and Romans. Go ahead. <laughs> and then also, um, it, from the general perspective, it's really enjoyable to think about the stereotypical Stuffy, austere, upper-class Brits getting spanked. And then they also, here's where it gets like super smart. They mentioned Michel Foucault, the French thinker, his theory in that by generating repression about sex, we have to constantly think and talk about sex. And so incessant repression enables our desire to constantly focus on sex. That sounds about right to me. Yes. So this article is great. I highly recommend you reading it. You will feel both a little smart and a little turned on. Wow. Well, that that does sound like fun. Now, there's another fetish that I have long associated with Britain uh, and the people who live there. And that is the wet and messy fetish, uh, which is also known as splashing. So I, I remember I first came across this, I don't know, a long time ago, 10 or 15 years ago, first became aware of it. Um, So Sploshing, which I think is actually, the name is either taken from a magazine or the biggest magazine around the kink, which is called Splosh, uh, is named after it. But it it involves food, but also 
mud or slime or other kinds of gooey stuff and people basically just getting really, really messy and covered in things like uh, custard, jello. Um, and sometimes everybody stays clothed. They don't even get naked uh, sometimes. Uh, a lot of the time, actually. There's a really good interview from uh, the UK paper Metro uh, from 2017 with a woman named Candy Custard, who is a sex worker who specializes in the wet and messy fetish. And it, which interesting is she ta- talks about it takes a full day to set up and a full day to clean up the yeah. appointments that she she does with her clients. That sounds about right. Does she just set it up and then do a line of splashing with all her clients? Or does she only do one client at a time? I can't imagine that that's very lucrative unless she's getting a ton of money per client. Yeah, I, I think that she can charge a lot of money. These are private sessions. She is, I think, a very well-known wet and messy model. So interestingly, also, most of the male customers, at least most of her male customers, she said, also dress up as women beforehand. There are some also uh, interesting crossovers with other fetishes. I guess, you know, rolling around in jello with fake boobs, like, have at it. Yeah. And there's a, well, there's a whole, uh, again, uh, there's a whole thing about being naughty, about being disobedient, getting messy, right, is is one of those things that uh, a lot of kids are warned not to do. They, well, yeah, I think that kind of also, you know, dovetails in with those stuffy exactly. prep schools, right? Exactly. Well, when you think about just what we think about the stereotypical British culture of, as stiff upper lip, a little repressive, repress your emotions, the Victorian uh, morals about sex and and the prohibitions about women and children Unseem- um, unseemliness yeah yeah so it does all kind of make sense it's all of a piece and so when they a lot of times when these men do dress up as women they dress up very elegantly which is also i think pretty cool oh i was thinking of them like dressed like the queen oh yeah i mean no they get dressed up um and then there's also some crossover i guess with clothing destruction fetish which kind of makes some sense too um, and of course, there's a big crossover with humiliation and BDSM, but it's typically a lot more playful than than other types of humiliation sex acts. It's also not that different, if you think about it, from mud wrestling and oil wrestling and really wet t-shirt contests are very closely related to uh, wet and messy fetishism. And we see a lot, I think, of the influence of splashing on Love Island. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Secrets, kissing, and getting messy. Yeah. So that whole, you know, when they sit on stuff and their butts get messy, that's also a splashing influence. And one of the other things I thought was a really fun kind of play on words is, of course, getting pied, right? And, right, we see them literally getting pied in a lot of seasons, a lot of games, right? That is... And that's obviously a really common phrase. And it's classic splashing, right? Ooh, there you go. That was a very deep dive. Yeah. So that was a lot of fun. Now, what do you think about some of these clothes? Do you think any of these clothes this week would be good for splashing? I think all the clothes deserve to be splashed with like red wine and other things that stain, maybe some clothing destruction. I have all fashion negatives. Yeah, I have a few fashion negatives myself. Ooh, I love when you get judgmental about clothes. 
Well, I mean, I what the hell is up with Connor's pants at the, on the at night, the fifth night? Those pants are ridiculous. Oh, the too tight, too short checked pants? Yeah, and if they weren't so dumb, I'd probably be talking about his shirt. <laughs> I don't even remember his shirt because the pants are so bad. Was that it for you? Because I, I'm going to go pick on the girls now. Oh, please go ahead and pick on the girls. I'll jump in if I feel the need to. Okay, so starting from earlier in the show, when Shawnee's goes on her date with Finn, that, that lavender dress with the poofy sleeves, that looks like a knockoff brand Barbie dress I had when I was a kid. Um, that color, those sleeves, the fit, just, oh, it was just bad. It wasn't a good color on her. Her makeup was the wrong color. It was all brown. It didn't set off her skin tone right. It didn't go with her dark hair. It didn't go with the dress. I understand that she was sick and trying to cover things up, but she had a bad time with it. And she was excited. I just want to say she was really excited to go out too, but I would not have been that eager, I think, coming off of what they were coming off. There were a couple quick shots from that night. Leanne had some white two-piece dress with dangly rhinestones, and that was her ice capades dress, as I called it. That was bad. And Leanne is usually a fashion icon for me, so I was disappointed. And then also Shauna had some orange satin dress on with like the rhinestones swooping under the bust. And I thought that looked like a cheap, shitty prom dress. Yeah, I also thought um, Sophie that night was kind of wearing an eighth grade dance dress. It was a stupid dress that she was wearing. Well, I looked back. It wasn't actually a dress. It was a skirt and a bra top and a bolero jacket. More puffy sleeves. Shawnee's dress at night also was had puffy sleeves. I am not a fan of the puffy sleeves. Are we back in 1993 in this episode? I'm a little confused. And I also felt bad, you know, ripping on Shawnee's hair, but it was a wavy, frizzy mess. You know, I'm used to her looking really polished and, you know, she might have just been too sick to do her hair. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, I mean, she's a makeup artist, right? So looking beautiful is kind of her thing. She also, I noticed, mentioned both of the new guy's eyebrows, which is such a makeup artist thing to do, I feel like. And not in a mean way. You know, she tells Finn that he has nice eyebrows. And then when she's talking to the girls, she's talking about how good looking Kano with the G is and how he has really nice eyebrows too. So it's interesting kind of to see what she, what people notice and what they do on themselves and how it kind of relates to what they do in everyday life. Also, the callback to Nas, right? She's paired with the guy who thinks eyebrows are the key to somebody's face, right? The most important feature is the eyebrows. She should have given him a, a better chance because I have to say that eyebrow connection very strong. Someday we'll find it. The eyebrow connection. Nas and Shawnee send me. Uh, sorry. We might have to cut that. That might be terrible. No, we're not cutting that. <laughs> yeah, and that's a good time to mention that this is a listener-supported podcast. We love it when you support us on Patreon. So go there. Look for the Little Bit Leave It podcast. Throw us a couple bucks every month and get the spoils of love. That's right. This is a rewatch for us, and after every single episode of Little Bit Leave It, we record an additional conversation that is filled with spoilers and our thoughts about the rest of the season. So go check that out. But before you do, I think it's time to do that thing that we love to do, and that is Rank the Couples. Oh, I'm really glad you said that. Yeah, what, well, what did you think I was going to say? 
don't tell the people what we're up to. Oh, yeah. We can't tell the people what we're up to. We're just going to rank these. So, number one this week, we have our favorite sociopath, my favorite sociopath, Mike, and his girl, Leanne, up at the top at number one. Yeah, smooth sailing over there. Yeah, they're pretty much the obvious choice. Number two, despite what Beck had said earlier, I think that there is a strong case of them at number two almost by default that Sophie and Connor, again, I'm just going to say by virtue of fighting, they are showing that they have real feelings there. There's more of a relationship. It may not last. We will see. But they're clearly the second strongest couple in the house because after them, what do you got? Really? Shauna and Callum. Yeah, who aren't even a real couple based on the show's parameters. But given everything that we saw, I can't imagine that Callum and Shauna do not end up together in the next recoupling unless Kana with a G goes first and picks Shauna. But I have to say, I don't find that to be too probable. Yeah, I'd say Sophie seems most likely, but Shauna is... Or Shawnice could be more likely. Yeah, Shawnice is probably more likely as well. He definitely backed off Shauna after Callum expressed his feelings. And at number four, we also have a not official couple. We have the people who just met and had what I think, and we will go into this in spoilers of love, one of, I think, the great first dates in Love Island history, Paige and Finn. Paige and Finley going on a date. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it was cute. I liked it. And I would say, you know, the date was fine, but the kiss was banging. So based on the kiss for me, I would probably, you know, I wish I could rank them higher, but there's nowhere for them to go. And we did a little bit of our own shipping here at number five with Shawnee and Connor with a G, just because they had some nice chats and uh, I could see that moving forward. Yeah, she's very posh. She's a bit prim, a bit reserved, you know, still outgoing and bubbly. She sort of has a similar stick up her ass, I think, to Kana's. So, yep. And number six, we have Jess and Eve as our sixth ranked couple because, you know, they're twins. I guess that counts, right? Sure, and I felt a little bad for them because one of the girls was saying, oh, well, the uh, the law of averages means one of the twins will be picked for a date. And- yeah, I don't think Shauna is very good at math. Anyway, in the basement, we've got Nas. Because he just can't seem to redeem himself. He cannot seem to do anything to make himself look more attractive. Yeah, just sucking on Shanice's finger. Such a bad choice. He could have picked any other girl and it would have been a better choice or Jess and Eve and had maybe a shot or less of a skeeve moment you know I was googling again um more Love Island stuff and I found a list of memes and tweets that people did after the first episode of season six and one that really rang true was Nas is the kind of guy who if a girl says I'm getting in the shower Nas will say without me like that is such Nas to a T he's so cringe yeah I can see that you know I think we put him in the basement for a good reason, so... I'd like to bring him out of the basement, but for now, the basement is where he is. Yeah, I bet he probably even lives in a basement. His mom's basement? Probably, yeah. I think so. Let's let's just keep piling on Nas. Let's do that. Let's. In fact, that'll be our spoils a lot today. We'll just do 10 minutes of just insulting Nas. That sounds like fun. Aww. All right, so well, let's... Let's get into that. Let's get into Spoils of Love. And uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you to our patrons for subscribing. We will be back next time with another deep dive from... Staten Island. To Love Island. Check you later.